Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it's one of my favorite days of the year. Happy opening day, everyone. Yes, get the popcorn, the peanuts, and the Cracker Jacks ready. Baseball, oh, baseball is back. We'll get to the baseball card in just a moment, but we lead off with college basketball. It is the NIT Championship in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm going to back North Texas, the Mean Green, plus the two over UAB. So both teams won by two in the semifinals. Broke my heart. Both teams have won four consecutive basketball games to get to this point. Motivational edge, though, goes to North Texas, since UAB knocked them out of the conference tournament 76-69. to The Mean Green did win the first two meetings this year. They won by 11 at UAB when UAB was without Mr. Walker. Then they won by three at home in double overtime with Walker back for UAB. North Texas has the better defense. I got to experience that in the semifinals when Wisconsin didn't score for the final nine-plus minutes. UAB has the better offense. The Ken Palm numbers give North Texas a slight edge. Add in the revenge angle from the conference tournament. Yeah, I'll take the mean green of North Texas plus the two over UAB. And now for the first time in 2023, let's talk baseball. So for those of you new to the podcast, listening to me talk about baseball for the first time, I'll tell you some of my beliefs and biases, I guess. I've lived in two major metro markets in my lifetime, that being Minneapolis and Tampa. So when I talk about the Twins and the Rays, sometimes take it with a grain of salt because I do love those two teams very much. Then, I also believe in the philosophy of former Minnesota Twins manager Tom Kelly. His opinion was that momentum in baseball is only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. So I focus mostly on pitching. Yes, I'll bring in the splits of hitters into the equation when we get to May, Yeah, when there's more of a sample size. But early in the season and throughout the season, I will always take good pitching over good hitting. I play first five-inning team total bets. They will be heavily weighted on today's card. They're mostly around minus 150. That'll be a norm. But as they say in the Early Edge podcast, sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. Now, unfortunately for me, these bets will not be on Better Edge. As of today, Better Edge is still offering just full game wagering, run line, money line, and totals. So they have no first inning wagers or no first five inning wagers. So unfortunately, my wagers for these team totals will not be on Better Edge. So I'm going to be paying an even heftier price than I should be. Then, as just a little baseline here in the spring training, games were a little faster, stolen bases were up, and so was scoring, so that scares me a little bit, but we'll see how things shake out here in the first week. I have placed three future bets already. I'm on the Miami Marlins over the 76 and a half wins. The balance schedule, in my opinion, favors them. Less Braves, less Mets, and less Phillies. That's a good thing. You have a new manager optimism there, which is good. You added the reigning AL batting champion from the Twins, so that's a good thing. You have the former Cy Young winner in the Sandman and a very good young rotation. And if the Marlins are healthier, I definitely like them over the 76 and a half. I think they'll be in a wild card contention this year. So give me the Marlins over 76 and a half wins for the season. My future bet number two, I backed the Arizona Diamondbacks over 75 and a half wins. Well, we normally bet on Zach Gallon every five days to begin with, so we like him to anchor the rotation. Balance schedule probably favors the D-backs as well, less Dodgers and Padres, two teams that should be near the top yet again. This young kid, Corbin Carroll, has me excited to watch him play. 
Then they have good pitching prospects. I got to find that out when I tried to fade a couple kids last year. They have that Jamison, Orion Nelson, and they sent a kid, uh, Brandon Plough down, but he'll probably be up later in the season and could be a good asset for the D-backs. So I do like them over the 75 and a half wins for the season. Then my third future bet I placed, well, bias here again, potentially, Minnesota Twins over 83 and a half wins. Yes, I'm a lifelong Twins fan, and I'm not sure if anybody in life has had more dollar dogs at the old Metrodome than me. I missed that place. I think the Twins are going to be the division winner, and they can win 90-plus games this year if they can stay at least 90% healthy. Byron Buxton, he's a special player. Correa's elite, and Kirloff has a high ceiling. So, yes, I like the Twins over 83-and-a-half wins this season. Now, when we get to opening day, what are we going to bet on opening day? I'm looking for the triple threes. Yes, that means a, a three or less ERA last year, a three or less ERA split, whether it's home or away, based on the location of today's game, and a three or less ERA in spring training. So six different pitchers met my criteria. Max Fried of Atlanta, a 2.48 ERA last year, a 2.55 ERA on the road, and a perfect 0.00 ERA this spring over 14 and third innings. So he qualifies. He checks all the boxes. The play on DraftKings right now is the Nationals in the first five under one and a half runs at a minus 150. When the number's one and a half, I'll play it. So lock me in right now. I'm taking the Nationals under the one and a half runs in the first five. Then Shane McClanahan for Tampa Bay, a 2.54 ERA last year, a 2.81 ERA at home a 0.93 ERA this spring over nine and two thirds innings. Unfortunately for me right now, this is a pass because the line is posted at Taggers first five under one and a half at a plus 145. Now at a plus 145, that could easily tip to an under one and a half. If that were to tip, I would strongly recommend to play it, but I do not like to play the under a half a run unless I really have to because of a small card. So right now, unfortunately, I have to pass on Shane McClanahan. I love his numbers, but it's at a half a run instead of one and a half, so I'm going to pass on it. Next up, Max Scherzer of the New York Mets, a 2.29 ERA last year, a 2.79 ERA on the road, and a 1.53 ERA this spring, over 17 and a two-thirds innings. He's playing at the Marlins, first five under, one and a half, minus 150. Lock it in. I'm on the Marlins in the first five under one and a half runs as a team. Then same game. I'm playing the other pitcher, of course. It's Sandy, A-L-C-A-N-T-A-R-A, otherwise known as the Sandman pitching for Miami, a 2.28 ERA last year, a 1.64 ERA at home, a 0.68 ERA this spring over 13 and a third innings. So I'm going to play the New York Mets in the first five under one and a half at a minus 130. Next up, it's Shohei Otani for the LA Angels, a 2.33 ERA last year, a 2.92 ERA on the road, a 1.86 ERA in the World Baseball Classic. I'll count that. I know that wasn't spring training, but that was more of a pressure situation. The play there is on the Oakland A's under a half a run in the first five at a plus 140. Because it's only at the half a run, I will pass on that one. But if that does flip to one and a half, 
I'd be all over it. I just don't want to touch it at the half a run. Then my final play, Shane Bieber of Cleveland, a 2.88 ERA last year, a 2.65 ERA on the road, a 1.54 ERA this spring, over 23 and a third innings. So I will be playing the Seattle Mariners in the first five under one and a half runs only at a minus 120. So that is my card here for opening day. So let's recap what I'm going to do. In college basketball, I'm on North Texas, plus the two over UAB. My MLB future bets, I'm on the Miami Marlins, over 76 and a half wins for the season. I'm on the Arizona Diamondbacks, over 75 and a half wins this year. I'm on the Minnesota Twins, over 83 and a half wins this year. And then the four plays that I have locked in, and you can vote for my top play on Twitter. I'll add the extra unit with it. I'm on the Washington Nationals, under one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 150. I'm on the Miami Marlins in the first five, under one and a half runs at a minus 150. I'm on the New York Mets in the first five, under one and a half runs at a minus 130. And I'm on the Seattle Mariners in the first five, under one and a half at a minus 120. Keep in mind, all of these numbers, when it comes to the first five team totals, they will dance and move a ton. So some of those under one and a halfs that I'm providing right now, when you wake up, listen to the podcast, look at the numbers, they could be down to a half a run. And then that then that would be a no play for me. But I got them locked in here at the one and a half number. On the flip side, the two I referenced at the under a half a run, if those move up to one and a half, I would recommend those all day long because all six of those pitchers, once again, met my triple three number for opening day. I'm tongue-tied. I'm excited to have baseball back. I hope you are as well. We're going to have a fun year on this podcast when it comes to Major League Baseball. Last year, we came oh so close to 50 units in profit on these first five team totals. I hope 2023 will be the year. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.